We're privileged to have Dean of Online Education with us this morning, Dr. Alan Like. He's going to be bringing the word. Let's welcome Dr. Like. Thank you, Dr. Like Rose. Always good to hear from you. We've been focusing and concentrating on a, on a passage of scripture from Second Timothy, and the theme for this winter term is: For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love. And we're thankful for. Uh, the spirit of love that God has given us. We're thankful for God's love for us and through his son, Jesus. And we're going to sing some couple songs in regards to that. So I'm going to have you stand this morning as we worship this morning. Our Messiah, Jesus our Lord.
for sending your son. Thank you for the love, Lord Jesus, that you've shown through your son and for loving us so much, God. And help us to return to love you, God. We want to love because you had first loved us. In Jesus' name. to you let my heart be changed renewed flowing from the grace that I found in you Lord I've come to know Weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away by the power of your love.
by your grace made those words realities for us. We can't say, my Jesus, I love thee, without acknowledging that you loved us first. We can't make any kind of promise like that except for um, the fact that you fulfilled that promise to us first. So we give you praise. We want to acknowledge that. And we ask that you'd be honored, you'd be heard, and that we'd be different by the time we finish this morning. Uh, And we pray in your name. Amen. Um, everybody knows who Bill Hybels is? Anybody not know who Bill Hybels is? No, let's do it the other way. Who knows who Bill Hybels is? One, two, three, six, okay, about two-thirds of us. Um, back in the late 70s, Bill Hybels was 
a youth pastor in suburban Chicago, and uh, under the leading of the Lord, he uh, started a church. It's a small, struggling congregation these days of about 24,000 folks uh, who um, meet on Saturdays and Sundays as a part of that ministry. Um, Anybody heard him speak or seen a video? Okay. Uh, one of the things that you know about Hybels, if you, if you know him at all, is that he is a person of passion and vigor. I mean, he's on it. And he just gets after it. He grew up in the home of a salesman, uh, had no intention of being used by the Lord in ministry, maybe as a business person and sales guy, but not as a pastor. But the Lord had other plans for him, and so he has served as a pastor since then. Early on in his ministry, he, um, he, he, he developed a pattern that I think is wise for all of us. Um, he pulled together some folks from staff and from the congregation, and they served as his preaching committee. So every Sunday, after every Sunday's message, they'd have a, they'd have a conversation. Strengths of the message, weaknesses of the message, what worked, what didn't, what kind of, what kind of things should we... Um, focus on next because he always preaches in series four to six sermons that work along a particular theme, and they were just, they were in between they were in between series, and so they were trying to trying to discern okay so what comes next and what do we do after we finish what we're doing now, and one of the one of the people on his team one of his staff uh, raised his hand and he said um, I, I think we ought to talk about fear. And Hybels being Hybels said, what's there to be afraid of? You know, let's talk about something else. And so they talked a little more, and, and, and they said, okay, so this next series will work on that. And so what do we do after that? Because they do long-term planning. The guy was brave enough to raise his hand again. So I, I, really think we need a, I really think we need a series on fear that addresses fear. He still, he still wasn't having it. What's there, be, what's there to be afraid of? So they pushed, so, so he pushed on, and so they got that next series done, and, and then, okay, so we need to work on one more, so we've got at least half a year planned. And the guy raised his hand, and he said, I, I really think we ought to have a series that addresses fears. Um, and, and Hybels is a strong personality, and you don't cross him much, but, you know, somebody, the guy was brave enough to raise his hand all those times and said, well, you know, maybe there's something to this. And so, so Hybels says, okay, all right, okay, all right. Okay, well, let's, okay, what's there to be afraid of? And for the next hour, the people on his preaching committee let him know what there is to be afraid of. Okay, so right at the start, I want us to serve as his preaching committee, just for, just for a little bit. So if you are on his committee and he asks you that question, what's there to be afraid of? What are you going to tell him? No, I want, this is, this is interactive piece now. This is not just in your head. What do you... What, what would you say to Bill Hybus? You get, a chance, you get a chance to put something together. What is there to be afraid of? The unknown. The unknown? Okay, what else? Failure. Failure. And? Say it again. Abandonment. 
Okay, what else? Speaking up in chapel. <laughs> Anybody have kids in school? What's there to be afraid of? Is that it? Lack of control. Cancer. Change. Death of a child. Absolutely. Yeah. Not reaching the loss. Okay, that'll get us started. Right, and, and I need you to remember those because we're going to come back to them in a little bit. Okay. So, the, like Jonathan said earlier, the theme for the chapel for the year is from Second Timothy one seven. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of self confidence or a sound mind or self control, depending on what. But in my head, it's sound, it's sound mind. Is that King James? Okay, well, that's, that makes it so then. So, and the verse comes in the opening part of his letter to his son in the faith. And you need to know that Timothy is in a bit of a fix. Because he's conflicted about what's going to happen to him because he's now a follower of Christ. He's watched his spiritual mentor, Paul, go through shipwrecks and beatings and in isolation and imprisonment. And, and it's given Timothy pause. Timothy is having to wrestle with what he's about to face if he continues to be strong in the faith. If you read through that whole long passage, there's suffering and opposition. And there are those kinds of words that Paul is really trying to address for this for this. Disbelieving. And Paul's answer is God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. Now, we, we know that Paul likes things in threes, right? Yes? All in favor say aye. Okay. This is not a trick question. He does. So in 1 Corinthians, it's faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is. And at the end of 1 Thessalonians, it's body, soul, and. Okay, and, and, then, and then at the end of, of um, and then at the end of First Colossians, it's earth, wind, and fire. For the people who are my age, and in this case, it's power, love, and a sound mind. But, uh, but why love? Why, why include love in this list here? I mean, I get it, I get it at the end of in, in 1 Corinthians 13, but, but here? Uh, couldn't he have said, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of courage in a sound mind? Or maybe of power of victory in a sound mind? Or of power of, or strength in a sound mind? Uh, strong, sturdy words. Seemed to me a much better response to fear than love. So, why love? I think the answer to that question is best found in another passage of Scripture. So I need you to grab the Bible that's close to you. 
and turn to 1 John 4. 1 John 4, beginning with verse 13, and when you have it, would you stand? And we'll read together. First John 4, beginning with verse 13. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. And whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. And this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Oh, no, there, there's a whole other sermon another time. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. That's the word of the Lord. You may be seated. Okay, so, so hear what John says to us. Um, I, I know everybody in the room well enough to know that the us includes us. God has given us, those who belong to him, those who have been redeemed by him, those who have been loved to life by him, God has given us his spirit, and that spirit is love. Amen? Oh, come on. Amen? Amen. And according to John... There's no fear in love because perfect love drives out, casts out fear. He doesn't intend for it to be a statement of hope. It's not intended to be a statement of longing. It's intended to be a statement of fact, a spiritual reality. For everybody that's on the other end of his letter, fully realized the love of God in us allows no room for fear. Amen? I got a prompt yet today. Amen? Maybe maybe you're afraid about about what I'm about to say, so it's a little hesitancy. The love of God allows no room for fear. In Paul's letter to Timothy, the fear had to do with the suffering and the persecution that came as a result of being a minister of the gospel, one of the benefits. In John's letter to the young church, the fear had to do with judgment, final judgment, and whether or not the believers should be afraid of God's, God's assessment of their faith. In both cases, the antidote to fear, the counterbalance to fear, was, is, love. A love defined by the person and the character of God. 
a love given by God to all who belong to him, a love that leaves no room for fear. Okay, let's go back to our list of things that people are afraid of. Okay, got them? Remember what they are? Or at least remember what you volunteered? Okay, so the question I want us to answer just for a minute, how is God's love the answer to those fears? Okay, so the first one was fear of the unknown. How is God's love the answer to the fear of the unknown? It's not a rhetorical question. I need an answer. Because he holds our future. Okay. Okay. Another one. Abandonment was one that Bruce said. How is God's love the antidote for the fear of abandonment? Never leave us or forsake us. He says, I'm with you always. Okay. Uh, how is God's love the answer to having to talk in chapel? Okay, all right. Okay, another one. Yeah, Glenn. Say again. Fallen. Falling. Mm. How is God's love the answer to the fear of falling? He lifts us up. Absolutely. Okay, somebody over here, I think maybe Tim said change. Joseph? Oh, he keeps you from falling. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, and then the fear of change. What's the answer? How is God's love the answer to that fear? He never changes. No, he never changes. What's that? Okay. (laughs) All right, good. (laughs) Okay, so this is not a rhetorical question, but it is a most sincere question. Is there anything that causes fear that is greater than the love of God? Not according to Scripture. Yeah, there's the key. There's the deal. Right? In this room, in this conversation, we can say with some sense of certainty and rightfully so. Perfect love casts out fear. And so if we, if, we, if we address whatever it is that's causing this fear, perfect love will take care of it. Or... can take care of it. Can take care of it. It's the other thing that has to be said here. In, In both passages, in both instances, in all of our examples, the persons to whom the letters were written have a choice to make. Timothy, Timothy had to choose again. He had already done this once, but he had to choose again to allow the love of God that had been given to him by God's Spirit 
to replace the, the spirit of fear that was binding him and keeping him from being all that God had intended for him. Otherwise, why would, Timothy, or why would Paul have to tell him? Timothy had forgotten. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. In John's letter to that church, those early Christians, they had to decide whether or not they were going to rely on the love of God that had already been shed abroad in their hearts and whether or not that was going to keep them until or keep them when they had face-to-face interaction with the God who loved them. Completely. It's true, isn't it? That perfect love drives out fear. Is it true? (laughs) See, isn't that it? It's true that perfect love drives out fear, but only if we allow it to. Right, absolutely. Right. Only if we allow it to. Perfect love is the perfect antidote for fear. But only if we trust in the love of God more than we trust in the thing we fear. I don't know if I can remember it. I wrote it down. God's love conquers every fear, but only when we trust in his love more than we trust in the thing that we fear. And I don't think it's a stretch that we can just fill in the blank there. Whatever it is that causes us fear can be addressed by the love of God, can be overcome by the love of God. So, why love? Why not? Why not? Am I afraid of losing what I give in love Am I afraid of giving What's not wanted Am I afraid you'll use me If I pour out my heart Why, why am I afraid to Am I afraid of loving only for myself? Am I afraid my love will be untaken? 
Am I afraid that somehow you will turn me away? Oh, why, why am I afraid to love? Am I afraid of pleading? Am I afraid of bleeding? Am I afraid of crying? Am I afraid of trying? Am I afraid of dying? All for love. All for love. Dear Jesus, love me now again, I pray. Hold me close to your breast and let me stay. Let perfect love work in me, casting out my fear. Teach me not to be afraid to love. Am I afraid of bleeding? Am I afraid of bleeding? Am I afraid of crying? Am I afraid of trying? Am I afraid of through the track again. Is there any place in your life where fear seems to be getting the upper hand? The promise is is that perfect love casts out fear. But only if we allow it to happen. So let's pray for a couple of minutes.
close to your breast and let me stay. Let perfect love work in me, casting out my fear. Oh, teach me not to be afraid. Teach me not to be afraid. You know, you know how hard it is to love. Stan sings me, my Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine for thee all the follies of sin I resign my gracious redeemer my Savior art Thou. If ever I love Thee, my Jesus, tis now. He's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Go in his peace.